The Last Word with Matt Cooper. John Cadell and Dee Reddy are with us for our weekly music spot. And there's been so much said about Sinead O'Connor in the last couple of weeks. So much of her music has been played. I think today we're not going to do a lot because I think it's appropriate. The family wanted the funeral today to be a private occasion. Mm -hmm. So that's why we don't have any audio to play from it. And that's something nice was that has to be respected. Absolutely. Um, And I think it was really well kind of done today in terms of the the opportunity for people that wanted to turn up and yeah, go along. Yes, yes, and even to see, you know, Magdalene Laundry, laundry groups there front and centre along that sort of um, uh, final journey for her her um, her coffin. Along, along the Bray Promenade. Yeah, absolutely beautiful and it was very rooted in many ways in her. They, were, they weren't just playing her music, they were playing music that she loved. Um, they had a gorgeous um, Volkswagen um, van draped in in flags and flowers driving along a- ahead of the funeral procession. And it was actually someone who, who drove it was saying that his first outing using that van was to go and see her 10 years ago in Westport. So it was a really nice way for it to come full circle. Um, there was a private funeral then as well. There was um, a mu- Muslim fu- funeral players that were led by um, Sheikh Dr. Umar Al-Qadri. And I th- just think it was really beautiful because I think for me, she's someone where faith was always a really important part of her life in, in, in many kind of different ways and so it was lovely to see those different aspects of the journey that she had had lived be brought to life. So some irony that the woman who railed against official Ireland and at her funeral official Ireland is represented by our president and Taoiseach. Yeah I mean I think certainly in Michael D's case uh, Michael D would have been you know very very culturally Mm -hmm. aware and he would have been somebody who uh, took unpopular stances himself uh, in the past and could probably see a kindred spirit in Sinead. But I was reading an a interview the other day with Simon Napier-Bell. I don't know if you're aware of him, but he was a very, very uh, successful manager starting in the 60s and went on to manage Wham. But uh, he took on Sinead as a client in 2013, I think, and he said everything was going really, really well uh, until she had her hysterectomy and that sort of sent her sideways. Um, but he said that the the only time he saw her reach some level of peace was when she became a Muslim. Mm. So you know, yes, she was you know, she she was very deeply into into God, but only found some peace when she embraced the Muslim faith. But there's a, there's a part in in her documentary that came out last year um, where she says one of the reasons that she railed so hard against the Catholic Church was because she loved the church, yeah. and I think people forget that like it's much easier to walk away from having some sort of faith in your life because you're annoyed with um, the the institutions that control it than to actually be thoughtful and and think about another mm. way of expressing that. But I think that you should ever you know, I think people would have appreciated the chance to say goodbye to her because, mm. you know, she did mean, and I don't think she ever really knew how much she meant to people, you know, and I hope she does now. I think it might be appropriate given that she had the funeral, to, the funeral was today that we repost our special Last Word tribute that we did on the Thursday after she died. So we'll put that up uh, via Twitter, whatever it's called now, and various other social media platforms after seven o'clock this evening. But I think it also would be appropriate now to listen to a little bit of her great music. Mm. We will hear her singing for, for generations to come. Her music will be played. But let's hear one of her traditional classics, He Moved Through the Fair. Mom. 
Sarah Sinead O'Connor you have some suggestions of other things that people can listen to yeah John. well not not even not even to, to to mansplain Sinead to people but just I mean everybody focuses on nothing compares to you and you know mm. rightly so it is a, a stunning vocal performance but there's a song of hers that has been going around my head for the last couple of weeks um, thank you for hearing me and I think it would be nice if Gorgeous. people just listened to that song tonight there was a number of um different people at festivals over the weekend as well that would have done covers of mm. Mandinka that just just yeah. gorgeous to see yeah. the crowd singing along with. Yeah. Well, let's hear another singer who we spoke about at length on Friday during the week trending, but there's been further developments in relation to Lizzo. Before we talk about her, let's hear a bit of Good As Hell. I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Feeling good. Okay, that's Lizzo. And just remind us, Dee, if you wouldn't mind, why she's in hot water at present. Yeah, so um, a lawsuit was filed last Tuesday by three former dancers of hers um, alleging that um, both Lizzo and her production company, Big Girl, um, Big Girl, Big Touring, um, are responsible for assault, racial and religious harassment, fat shaming, disability discrimination, and false imprisonment. So it's a 44 page suit. Um, it is lengthy, and um, the allegations in it are very, very serious indeed. She has a supporter, though. That supporter who has a platform is Grimes, who, of course, also was partner for many years with Elon Musk. Yeah, that's right. Um, And the story is that Grimes has been criticised for claiming that she struggles to believe Lizzo accusers. Um, So what? Yeah, I mean, I just, I will say, I don't know if I was picking a character, judge of best judge of character, would Grimes be the first person I would hit up on that? Well, Grimes um, is basically supporting Lizzo because she says Lizzo was nice to her at a is, difficult time in her life, which is understandable. It's showing a degree of loyalty, but it doesn't necessarily mean it, that it's a particularly valid character reference. Is no, it? it's not. I mean, it's not the most credible thing to say that just because somebody was nice to you, they weren't nice to somebody else. Um, and and like it's the sort of classic thing that happens that people can't believe that somebody else was was capable of being um, you know unkind or or indeed doing much more serious things to somebody that they like and well, they we, respect. But we should also point out these are still you know this is before the courts. Nobody mm-hmm. is saying that this definitely happened. Indeed. And but I think like for somebody like Lizzo, because it's 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 such a shock to the system because she has been 
in other ways, she's been known as being an advocate for people. So it is, it's very surprising to see these. But I, I think the fact that she has been an advocate makes it more difficult for people who might perhaps be more instantaneously trusting of potential victims in this scenario. And even me, I would have always been a fan. I My instinct here is, look, you just have to wait until this plays out in court. Mm. It may or may not be true, and she has to be given the, the right to defend herself, but also you can't discount it either. Whereas in another troubling case, Tom Egan was mm. convicted at Leicester Magistrates Court in 2020 of attacking uh, his wife when drunk. Yeah, and Dee and I were actually talking about yeah. this before we came in. And and look, the thing about this is... Oh, Sorry, we should say, the reason we're bringing this up is Noel Gallagher has decided to assist in his rehabilitation. Yeah, he, Noel Gallagher has uh, booked him as the support on uh, the High Flying Birds upcoming tour in support of their new album. Now, Tom Meehan, a couple of years ago, was convicted of a very serious assault on his then partner, now wife, um, he says that he had been abusing drugs and alcohol for years, that he was um, also diagnosed with ADHD and that since then he has, you know, made a huge effort to clean himself up. So the question is, um, I mean, I don't even know. If he if served his sentence as set down by the courts, yeah. does that mean he should be cancelled from performing as an artist in future, particularly if the victim of his assault is now married to him subsequently? Well, what I'll say is I've read a number of interviews with him since and it would appear that he is deeply shameful of what happened and that he has tried to improve himself. He's now clean and sober. But does that and do do the, the reparations that you attempt to make, will they ever override the, the source of his cancellation, which was violence towards... And it was a a, it was a really serious assault. Like it was a sustain, sustained assault. She she you know she hit her head on the side of a cam- hamster stage, having been caged rather, having been thrown across the room. And a child witnessed mm. it as well. To me, something like this, you know, I can understand your point, Matt. Of like, you know, does he not have the right to try and have a career and to try and move on first? You know, that's that's absolutely fine. I actually think this says more about Noel Gallagher. Um, than it necessarily does about him because, you know, choosing to platform somebody with that is, 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 as, as a female fan, I would, I would never go see Noel if he had that person supporting so him. So if Tom Egan was to be on his own as a solo act without others, people can make their own decision Absolutely. as to whether they want to go to or not. Yeah. The fact that Noel Gallagher has made him his main support act. Yeah puts people into a position where it makes it a much more difficult choice. Yeah, and I, I, I find that, you know, it, it is, it's it, it's such an outward um, expression of support. I, you know, I, I, I don't think he, he, you know, even if someone is trying to rehabilitate themselves and their career, um, I don't think that he's necessarily earned that. And then it's just sometimes it happens for people, sometimes it doesn't. Chris Brown got away with his assault in Rihanna, didn't he? Well, what's the first thing you think about when you think about Chris Brown? It's not his music. No, you know, he may have gotten away. He still managed to sell an awful lot of music afterwards. But there's plenty of people who would choose not to engage with his music and, you know, don't have to put up with him being at a Noel Gallagher gig, you know? Okay, and. There's been 400 songs that have been streamed over a billion times on Spotify. How many of them are Irish? Three. 
And you two are not amongst the three. They're nearly there, but not quite. No, it's... What, what song? With or Without You? Um, so or Where the Streets Have No Name? It is With or Without You. Spot on. Um, and the zomb- Zombie by the Cranberries is also nearly there. And All I Want by Codelone is also nearly there. But the three that actually make it are... Or, I wonder, will people be able to guess? It's a, like, I was surprised, I have to say. Okay, what are they? Well, so, there's, there's the one, uh, the Bedwetter's favourite, Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. Um, there's what? Oh, what? What do you mean by that? Ah, it's wimpy, isn't it? It's really like hand-wringing nonsense. Well, no. Um, Hall of Fame by The Script, which is the one they wrote with uh, Will I Am, and then Take Me to Church from Hosier. Um, so I think that's a pretty good hit rate, three out of 400 I for the size of our, is. Ar- of our island. And saying, when you take the sum total of, um, let's face it, most deep, 20th century and 21st century music into account. Um, one of them actually has the, yeah, so Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol, which you're clearly not a fan of, no. is actually the I most like played song. song of the 21st century. Okay. On, on What's your pick yeah. of the week? First to you, Dee, please. So my pick of the week um, thought something a little bit upbeat given the day that's in it. It is by a band called Skindred. It's called L-O-V-E. It's from their eighth studio album. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just great summer rap. That's Skindred with Love, which is Dee's Pick of the Week. Your Pick of the Week, John. Uh, mine comes from the, the much uh, sounder of the Gallagher <laughs> brothers. Uh, I've always preferred, I've always been a lean man, me. He's got a new um, roll, it up, sorry, a new live album uh, taken from the two nights that he performed at Nebworth in last year. So there's loads of Oasis classics on it, as well as some of his solo singles and solo stuff. Um, it's out this Friday and we're going to take a version of a track from the much unloved Standing on the Shoulder of Giants album by Oasis. But this was one of the better tracks and Liam's vocal just makes it immense. It's Roll It Over. Gallagher there to finish out our music you just, spot. You just become cooler just by hearing that voice, don't you? It just makes you instantly cooler just hearing him. 
Yeah, whatever you think, John. <laughs> Do you ready, John Cadell? Thank you both. We will have our weekly TV and streaming after the break. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.